welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast, conversations about new technologies and approaches for design engineering. Hello, and welcome to Design World's podcast series, where we speak with leaders and engineering manufacturers about trends in the industry. I'm Mary Gannon, and today I'm joined by Dan Kowalik, Director of Engineering for ITT Enadyne. Thanks for being here today, Dan. Well, thank you, Mary, for having me. Uh, yep, my name is uh, Dan Qualicum, Director of Engineering at, at ITT Anodyne. And uh, what I wanted to talk to today is about the Anodyne's uh, new product called Sentinel-1. And Sentinel is, is our first step in, digi I call it digi digitizing or an IoT-enabled device of our standard heavy-duty shock systems. And what Sentinel-1 is, is a uh, sensor that's uh, attached to our shock device. Um, the sensor actually is wireless and also has its own power generation, power harvesting capabilities. So this IoT device actually will send a wireless signal every time our, our, our shock, our heavy-duty shock, is, is engaged. Um, in many applications, um, our customers actually have these shocks in remote locations of the warehouse where if a uh, high-lift um, automated uh, warehousing system were to, uh, quote-unquote, run away or they lose control of it, um, it's in a remote location where there's not typically wiring, there's not typically provisions to really know what the health is of the system. Um, this wireless system that we have with power harvesting and um, the capabilities to send a wireless signal with no battery. Again, it harvests its own power during, during every time the sensor is, is actuated. Um, it allows our customers to install it in these re remote locations and then monitor the health of the system. Um, we really feel like this is a need that we've sensed and talked to our key customers where they just aren't able to monitor some of our products in some of the areas where it goes. So this really helps solve a problem that our customers have. The other benefit is it's low maintenance. Um, again, it does, our sensor does not have a battery, so um, there's, really, there's really low to no maintenance. You, uh, you mentioned um, warehouses. Is, are there specific markets you're targeting with, with this product that uh, you would want to be using it? Um, specific applications? Yeah, so some of our, our now this is in, in broad industrial applications. One specific application is, is warehousing. Other applications are, are simple automation processes um, where you may have, have product that may be moving at a high rate of speed and our heavy heavy duty shock absorbers will carefully slow down and stop um, um, heavier products. It allows you to run the um, operation at a higher speed when you can then carefully stop it when it needs to for certain operations. Um, we also see our, our Sentinel-1 product to be very beneficial in, in any general automation uh, type applications where, again, you can monitor the health of the product and, and also integrate that into the system. I think that's, that's one of our key value propositions as well is not only just health monitoring, activity monitoring, um, that 
that ability to monitor the activity at the shock helps it to integrate into the PLC system or the automation system that's running the whole uh, process. So you can know something's, something's happened at that shock and now something hasn't happened at that shock or, or the product has left that shock. And we can, we can indicate a signal when, when something first impacts the shock and then we, can, we indicate another signal when something leaves that shock. So, so our value proposition is that we're be, we want to become more part of the system and and with that, we think that adds more value proposition to the customer. Is this designed sort sort of for, for uptime and maintenance, or is it just kind of to kind of keep an eye on where these processes are going and how they're operating? So it's it's actually designed for both. So in 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 some applications, our product is meant to never be used. It's it's positioned in, in locations where it's for emergency use only. Um, in that case, our product works really well, the Sentinel-1 product, because you can install this in remote locations. These locations, you may not have access to, to power, to have sensors, et cetera, so this can sit there in the remote location, and then it would indicate and send the signal um, when something happens. So in that scenario, you typically aren't looking for an event. If you saw an event, then that would that would trigger the system, and that could be used in the automation system to maybe stop the line. Um, you could then initiate emails or text messages or or lights to turn on in the automation system, so that the um, technicians um, and the safety team could come out and assess like was something damaged, et cetera. In other scenarios, our product is an integral part of the automation process, and as I mentioned earlier, there's many situations where to get the most efficiency out of the automation line um, product is moving along at a high rate of speed and there's points in the process where you need to stop the product to do some kind of process to it some kind of step to it operational step and our product helps to carefully slow down the product and then it moves along and in that case sentinel one can be used to be part of of the automation process so that information could be fed to the PLC or the computer that's running the whole process, and that can be used to understand when something's at the shock and when something's left the shock. So that can help as far as um, um, the programming of the system. Okay. Um, the other the other aspect too is um, you had mentioned uh, maintenance. Um, our product, in some cases, again, our product can be used in you know emergency only situations. In other cases, in the automation case, where our product is, is used in every cycle of the automation process, um, there are maintenance uh, regimes that the product goes through. So using the data from the onboard sensor, um, you can have PM um, milestones as the product matures through its life. So at some point, there's PM-related items per so many cycles. So that can really help improve the uptime of the, of the automation process of the line by being able to do PM and understand, okay, something's at X amount of hundreds of thousands of cycles, that should have some kind of refurbishment, and then we can, we can help work with that supplier, that customer, to offer replacement units while other units are being overhauled. So we do feel like that can really help with the uptime of the system. Uptime is really important, especially as um, you know these machines get faster and um, kind of smashed into more compact spaces. 
um, when I'm talking about speed a little bit, do you think that the increasing speed in manufacturing is going to require more use of technology such as this? I do. I think that uptime is very important. I think the greater your efficiency, typically the less footprint you need for whatever your process is. Um, so uptime is extremely important, and I definitely see as we move into the future, uptime will be ex you know, even more exponentially important. So this has been uh, one of the biggest um, pushes for ITT Enidine um, as you get into the smart technologies. Um, what do you see as the future of shock absorbing and vibration damping technologies in the future for you guys? I, what I see in the future is, is products, shock absorbers, products that are more integrated into the whole system. So they're working within the whole system they're living and breathing within the system and it's all completely integrated. And to me, that, that all helps with uptime, greater speed, smaller footprints of these systems. And that again, leads to more and more efficiency. But that's the general trend that we're seeing is that products need to be more integrated into the system. Right now, many of these products are, are just add on individual components, not integrated. And that's the trend that we're seeing. And that sounds like that's a, a trend that's kind of a, across across the board in manufacturing. Any other thoughts you wanted to share about uh, Sentinel or, or where in, uh, listeners can get more information on the product? So listeners can get more information if they search ITT Anodyne. Um, there's a whole slew of new products that we're releasing. Um, again, what I see in the future is more and more of our products we are, I call it digitizing or IoT. The other things again I see is we're developing products that will be more reactive to the current situation. So right now many of the products we offer are pre-configured in, in one mechanical configuration for that specific task. What we're developing is products that can actually be more dynamic and be more real-time to to help absorb some of the variations within the automation process. So for example, if something is meant to go at 10, at you know three meters per second and a product comes in at five meters per second, um, right now some systems may not be able to handle that, but we wanna offer product that can actually dynamically adjust and be adaptive to those situations and, and still allow the assembly process, the automation process to continue forward without a hitch you know, m increasing efficiency, better uptime, and helping to, to work and be faster and more efficient. Um, so again, in the future of technology too is we're seeing, we wanna offer up more cloud-based services. We wanna help cloud-based services to help with maintenance and offer up solutions and maybe even help manage some of our product for our customers. So we can offer up solutions, for example, you know, products at a certain warehouse or certain automation line, we could notify that, hey, these couple products are towards end of their life, and we could offer up solutions to minimize downtime. So those are things that we, we're seeing in the future. We want to increase our value proposition to our customers. Great. Well, we're going to be looking forward to seeing what new digitized and IoT-enabled devices that Enadyne comes up with. Um, for our listeners, please visit Enadyne.com for more details. And thank you so much again, Dan, for being here with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mary. I had a great time. Thank you. 
And for more need-to-know engineering information, including podcasts, please visit the Design World website at designworldonline.com. Thanks for listening. This has been a Design World Network podcast. Design World is published by WTWH Media.